Hey everybody, welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your transformation coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. Today I want to talk about staying relevant and adding value. So I've been invited to an interstate event, about 350 uh, to 400 people, and I've been paid to come and inspire, motivate, energize this particular group. Now I've been given three 10-minute spots across a, a day and a half, and then I've been invited to their gala event on the Saturday night uh, to meet the you know, the high-profile people and so forth. And so they're giving me an opportunity to um, sell my book and programs and, and that kind of thing. But I've only got 10 minutes uh, on three times. So what I've done is I've reached out to uh, the organisation to say, all right, who's going to be in the audience? What's the typical age of the audience? Now, this is a, a charity-type organisation and... <clears throat> very conscious before I ask the question of the average sort of age of the person in there. And most of them are either in retirement, about to be in retirement or even elderly. And they like to connect for social reasons, but also because they're, um, they're like-minded people adding towards a good cause in their community. And so it's uh, like without people like this, <coughs> pardon me, uh, then certain things around the globe don't get solved and certainly within the community don't get solved either. So they provide such an awesome service. And so the challenge for me is to think about, well, I've got a bunch of people that will be in the room that are in my typical demographic for a client base. Then I've got those people that are probably more outside uh, the age. I mean, we're talking to people up to the age of 90 years of age. Uh, is there anything that I can do for them? Well, absolutely there is. But is that going to be the majority of the audience? No. And so I'm looking at right now for each of my three uh, presentations, what are the key things that I wanted to, to deliver to the audience? And my main message is going to be around uh, how do we optimise your health? How can you do better? Talking about mindset, how do we... Um, you know, get more out of uh, our every, every single day? How do we optimise what it is that we're doing each day, even though we may be retired or whatever? How do you do more? How do you be more? How do you keep this engine of our brain going without stopping just because, oh, I'm at a, a certain age, a certain number? We need to still be working on ourselves every single day. And then the last one I'm thinking is going to be around energy management and how we can um, you know, just do more, be more uh, for uh, the community that we're, we're working in, the organisation that we're working for, uh, adding more value to each of the persons that we're, we're dealing with in our community and outside our community, and having a lot more fun in the, the process of doing that. Because let's face it, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you are healthy, if you are strong, if you are focused, if you are energised, then you can do more of whatever it is that you like with that energy. And if that's putting more time into an organisation with more enthusiasm or being able to do more events or something like that, then that's got to be a plus. 
But in doing that, my last one, I've got, I think I've got the first two uh, pretty much nailed. But my third one, which I'm thinking is going to be around energy management, I've been thinking around, all right, maybe I need to do some more research around what do the certain age demographics are looking for? Someone that's between, this, say, the ages of 65 to uh, 70 or 70 to 75, 75 to 90, whatever the, the, the particular breakdown is. What are the biggest challenges that they're facing right now? And certainly from the narrow focus that I seem to have through the clients that I see that are in that age, it's the amount of time that they're spending uh, in medical appointments, um, specialist appointments, etc., dealing with aches and pains that they've got or internal issues that they're uh, perhaps going through uh, to do with blood pressure, heart disease, uh, you know, diabetes, high cholesterol, um, you know, all of those types of issues that require uh, medication, ongoing management, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of the specialists, because we, certainly in my area, live about, I'll just say, 75 kilometres from the centre of the city. A lot of these specialists are close to the city. So I hear uh, many of my elderly clients say that they spend so much time each week in medical appointments or travelling to medical appointments because if it's, let's say, it's a heart specialist. So from here, you've probably got to travel at least 45 minutes to an hour plus to get to the appointment. They never run to time, so you then wait around for potentially half an hour or so. Then you have an appointment, which may be half an hour or so, and then you travel back home. And so you could be looking at three, four hours uh, at a time for these uh, specialist appointments. So therefore, it can be half a day, pretty much, for some of these people. And then that's just for one appointment, then they have to go back somewhere else for perhaps tests and so forth. And depending on the type of test, again, determines how far away they need to be traveling. And so there's a lot of time that's taken up with that. And let's face it, most of the elderly do not take great care of themselves, which means by the time it gets to, so I'm recording this, it's 2.21 p.m. on the, on the clock. By this stage of the day, most people need to have a bit of a sleep. You know, they don't have the energy to, to keep on going. They're not eating the correct food for what's required for them. And up to a point, I find that people can tend to retire and just put on more and more waves. They're like, I'm at this age now, whatever that is, I'm gonna eat and drink whatever it is that I want. And often it's not until they become perhaps in their mid eighties or around that point where their body starts to then consume itself, if you like, your, your muscles are cannibalizing each other and you become weaker and you become more and more more and more frail and it's very hard to retain weight and what a lot of people don't realize is that if i said tell me what the number one i'm not sure whether it's the same in the us but this is australian data tell me what you think is the number one killer of people in australia and you know most people will get the first well if i went if i went the top five most people would would probably get three out of those. Uh, a lot of people would say, because there's so much media focus on it, cancer. But it's not. Cancer is not the number one killer of people in Australia. The number one killer is heart disease. Okay, and often that's preventable. Number two, most people never get. Number three is stroke. Number four 
is lung cancer. Other cancers come down the list. But number two is dementia, which includes Alzheimer's. Number two. Now, why is there so much focus on cancer and yet so little focus on the heart disease and the dementia side of things? Why is that? The message isn't getting through. And so part of my job is to talk about mindset and get people to continuously focus on improving their mindset. Keep on learning, keep on challenging, keep on staying fit and healthy and not falling into the overweight and obesity categories because that can also have an impact on dementia. And keeping your mind active. You don't want to become lazy physically or mentally because that is going to cause an issue. Now, I am particularly sensitive to it because I have my father who passed away at age 77 from Alzheimer's. Uh, It took him very quickly. My grandfather on my other side of the family, he died of Alzheimer's as well. And it took him very aggressively as well. And so I've got it on both sides of my family. I've also got heart disease and cancer and a stroke on, well, all of those things aren't on both sides of the family. Some are, but some are on one side, not the other. So my family tree, it's like it's got tree rot. And so what I need to do is focus on how can I optimise all of those things for me. And if genetics is going to bring it my way, then at least I'll be in a better position than if I don't take care of myself. If I don't do all the things necessary to try and optimise my mind, mind space so that I'm not falling into that, that position earlier rather than later. If it's going to be genetic and it's unavoidable for me, then maybe I can delay it. We just don't know. We just don't know. Mum passed away at 66, dad at 77. I'm very much like my mum. She died of ovarian cancer. It's like, obviously, I don't have ovaries, but um, there's cancer on both sides of the family. And so does that mean that some of those genes have been passed over to me and they're just lying dormant for one day to go, boom, all right, now here's your cancer. Who knows? But what I can do is look after myself. So in preparing for this, this presentation or these presentations that I need to do, they're about three weeks away. Today I've just been mapping out how do I remain relevant to the audience? Because we've got people from 45 to 90. And I need to make sure that I'm keeping it interesting, I'm keeping it engaging, and I'm adding lots of value. Now, do I expect to pick up a whole bunch of uh, different clients from this event? Uh, Not particularly, uh, because most of them aren't in my normal demographic, but you never know. And if I can stay relevant to them, I'll be selling my book, Awaken the Sexy Within. I'll have that there uh, for sale. Uh, It's about giving them lots and lots of free value so that they can see, wow, This guy really knows his stuff. This guy's really exciting. This guy's really motivating. And my goal is to make sure that I am the most engaging and exciting speaker that they have over the course of the two days. That's my goal. And so I need to bring my A game. I need to make sure that I'm I'm energised and just over-delivering on everything. And so then I'm also thinking about, all right, so I'm going to have my books for sale there. Uh, I'm going to offer everybody... 
like a free consultation. They could keep me very busy for a while if there's a lot of people that are, are particularly engaged, but I've got to make it super easy for them uh, to engage in that as well, given that some people in the audience may be technologically challenged. Um, so I'm thinking through, how do I do that for them? And then I'm also thinking about, all right, so what are some other things that I can give to them that are going to be relevant to what it is that they need, as, as well as being able to deliver tools to them that don't require any more of my time, so it's all automated and systemised. What can I give people for free? And then what is it that I can easily give them for a, a cost? And maybe there's a low cost, maybe there's a higher, higher end uh, cost for, for those that uh, can afford it. Because there'll be people in the, in the audience that are, are very wealthy and they do what they do because the money doesn't make a difference to them. Uh, they're just looking to add value to their community and you just never know. So the only way that's going to work for me is if I make it exciting, make it fun, I'm gonna get them to do some movement. I've only got 10 minutes, so it's not like we're gonna do a workout or anything like that. But my job is to energize them so that they're not just sitting there and falling asleep. So I've got one, I think my first one is at it's a very specific time. I think it's 10.28 a.m. My next, next time on, uh, Next time on the first day, I think it is 2.38, something like that. And then my second day, it's 10.29 or 10.01 or something like that. Uh, so most likely there's going to have been, uh, say one speaker or two speakers uh, on the first day. And then by the afternoon, by you know, around that 2.40 4 to three o'clock, people have, would have come back from lunch they're probably starting to fall asleep because they're listening and depending on how engaging the um, the person is that has, or people that have spoken just before is going to make it really challenging but also fun uh, for me to just get people up and moving and uh, you're having a little bit of a stretch and so if you think about it that's probably going to take a couple of minutes to do that by the time people do that they settle down and, I imagine it's in a, I haven't seen the room yet, but apparently there's heaps of space. If you imagine 400 chairs out, um, by the time that we're in, I assume it's a ballroom, uh, getting people all sitting down again and settled, there's only gonna be a couple more, you know, that'll take, a, say, three minutes. And so that gives me seven minutes to really have a, a deep engaging impact on them. Uh, so, and then my goal is to do that uh, three times, getting them up, getting them stretching, getting them moving, uh, having fun and getting their brain switched back on and then just delivering a lot of relevant content and adding heaps and heaps of value. Um, so I haven't done a lot of these types of events in public before, uh, so it's an exciting one for me and I know that the only way it's going to be successful is if I do those exact things. Keep it relevant, add lots of value and just over deliver on everything, making sure that every person in that room has a lot of fun. So I like moving around the room, so I'm not exactly sure what the, the mic setup is going to be, how easy that's going to be, whether it's going to be staging, whether it's flat on the floor, or me up higher looking down, etc. I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like, but we're going to have a lot of fun in the process. And when you've only got 10 minutes to connect with an audience, if I don't get it right on the first time, as in my first presentation, then they're probably not going to be interested in what I have to do on the next two. And I guess I'm going to gauge that by the, the level of applause that is coming. 
So let's think about what are the key words I'm going to use. Uh, acknowledging the great work that they do, uh, I think is really important. And then linking that to what it is that I've got as my message. Um, so it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun process, I think, because I'm going to add a, a lot of value to the, the audience. So that's my message today. If you'd like to connect with me, go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. You can opt in for a free consultation right there. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you tomorrow.